It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. What's up? What's up? This is Joe. This is Jordan. This is the 8 a.m. shift. 8 a.m. shift. So this is an interesting episode. Why is it interesting, Jordan? Tell the shifters. <laughs> so I think initially we had no idea what we were going to talk about. We just knew we had a great interview right. with a guest. Uh, we have comedian... YouTube content creator, <laughs> Karen Sepulveda. Who was an awesome guest. Awesome guest. Um, you'll hear from her right after the break. Right after the break, it sounds like we're like <laughs> early 90s, you know, like <laughs> Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien. Right, right after these right after the messages. <laughs> um, but I was reviewing that interview like all week and... Right. It got me wanting to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were uh, you were uh, behind. You had watched a little by the time of that interview. I think I'd right? watched like the first two seasons. Right. I hadn't watched season three yet, so I just went through the entire third season. Just blew through it all. Blew through it all. I mean, it's a great show. It's pretty addictive. Yeah. Yeah. When I watched Rick and Morty, which I believe I mentioned in the interview, I was a few years behind. Like, right, the show had been out for probably like two years. Like, the third season was about to start. I think. Right. Right. And uh, I kept seeing things and I was like, oh, man, I really need to check this out. Like I keep, you know, seeing like a, a toy here or a T-shirt here or something. And then my brother and a good friend of ours who was on the show, Luis Cordero, they were started watching it. And I was like, that's it. I got I got it. Right. This right, thing right. And I blew through it all like three seasons, first two. And then the third season, like, as right. Right. It like operates on a few different levels. Right. Like it's like a zany cartoon. But man, it's got some, a lot to say about not 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 just society, but like just like human, like us as human beings, and like how we operate and feel. Right. And it's pretty dark, man. Yeah, it takes uh, it takes every trope that you see in like a sitcom, uh, in a sci-fi movie, right, and kind of turns it. Inside, inside out. Turns it on its head. Yeah. Yeah, no, it takes those tropes and just basically like spits in their face. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, you know, it's not your, it's not your average, uh, cartoon. Right. Or, or just average show. Right. It's not, not, not just pigeon holding in that like cartoon realm. Yeah. No, I think my concern is that, um, the thing with a lot of cartoons or, uh, those kind of cult cartoon shows of every generation I say generation very loosely because, <laughs> right. you know, it's not like, you know, you know, like angels in the outfield or <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to say about angels in the outfield? I, I'm Jordan? just saying like, look out, look at your response. You know? <laughs> you, know, you know, there's two types of guys in this world. There's the angels in the outfield type of guy and there's the natural type of guy. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm making very like, uh, like odd baseball movie remarks right now. You're just basically talking about an age gap. <laughs> there's some people that like the sandlot. There's some people that like, you know, we're of the year. I'm just saying. I like both, but Sandlot is the better movie. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were a 50s guy, Joe. There you go. Anyhow. I long for the golden years. So anyhow. (laughs) Those golden years were filled with racism, people. (laughs) (laughs) And we're laughing at it. Oh, I know. And we're laughing. Um, Yeah, no, I think my concern was that the show is so good. Right. Um, And Karen put me on to this that 
you know, there's this whole like, like Reddit under underworld. I'm looking at you, Alex Ohanian. I think, <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> um, this is all an underbelly of like angry bros who probably teeter along the same lines as Gamergate. It's and, like exactly and, same and thing. possibly, you know, like 4chan, right, right? Right. Who were really upset that more women writers were brought on for Rick and Morty season three. Right. And Joe, you mentioned that season three is arguably the best season, right. which I agree with, right. you know, um, they incorporated, um, like the family a little bit more, the right. sister got incorporated a little bit more. There were so many like, um, <laughs> I mean, they didn't go overboard whether it was forced, you know, but they, right. they, they, they did it in a way that like, kind of like helped push the, uh, the, the series so that it wasn't just like right. Rick and Morty only getting into these hijinks. And that's what I'm saying. The show got better as more of those camera, uh, as more of those characters stepped into the front as well. So like the sister, the mother, obviously the dad like he has a whole episode dedicated to himself and it's like as those characters sort of take a step forward the show got that much better it wasn't just like you said these two going on zany adventures anymore right and it also took a really um very personalized turn with uh uh, their father like you know essentially leaving the household for a period of time because of is uh, falling out with his <laughs> with the mother, right? Um, and then they also explore like you know some of the you know some of uh, Rick, uh, yeah, Rick, Rick's daughters, uh, like her her childhood. Um, they kind of explore a lot of like you know darker, more family, like you know darker elements of like their family life, you right. know. Um, and arguably, you know, it was a better season. The thing is, the show also pulls no punches when it comes to right, that, dude. Like, well, well, when it comes to anything, but especially like the dad, right? I mean, he's just like beat down and beat down and right. beat down in this show, and it's just like you know what? Some dads are like not even necessarily a deadbeat. I guess he's kind of a deadbeat, but he's just more. He's kind of just a loser. Yeah, he's kind of like not even like a beta male. He's almost like a like a gamma male. If you will. Like <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and what's funny is that it becomes a great um, point when Rick flat out tells him, "Your problem is that you want people to feel sorry for you." Right. You know, and I think that's an interesting concept to put into a cartoon, especially a cartoon like Rick and Morty, where where the idea that you know the 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 I guess he's not this like the younger male right. or the middle-aged male is like not the central figure. Right. He's actually like more of a softy than his own son. Right. And then the grandfather who, you know, his father-in-law essentially calls him out for this and throws him under the bus for this, you know? And it's funny because it's, I, I see the show as like sort of like in all the characters sort of like, has different parts of Dan Harmon's mind. Because if you look at a guy like Dan Harmon, right? And he's not the only creator on the show, but if you, especially if you look at a guy like Dan Harmon, right? He probably grew up a bit of a nerd, right? Guy who's like getting made fun of, maybe had a hard time like speaking or meeting to meeting girls. And I feel like the way the dad gets treated in that show is almost like Dan Harmon sort of like beating out that part of himself, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, he sees, like, he saw it. Like, there was a part of himself that was, you know, a quote-unquote loser, right? Like, that just couldn't get stuff done, like, was a bit of a failure. And I'm not saying that, like, he's, I mean, I, I don't know much about his life, but I just, I think that if you look at these characters, each one, so, like, and then Morty is this, like, 
was this like shy nerdy kid but now he's starting to like come out of his shell and like right, he himself right. is getting smarter then uh, Rick right who's this like uber genius and if you've seen Dan Harmon talk he's a pretty smart guy right but right, even right. that comes with its own flaws right and like I think th- these are just all different bits and pieces of like his own character right right so yeah I you know I, I was really impressed by this third season right um, I I think I told you my fir- my favorite episode is Tales from the Citadel that's one of my favorite episodes yeah. of the whole series. Which is really a smart. It's a really smart episode. I also like the, uh, I guess now Emmy nominated, uh, uh, Pickle Rick. Oh yeah, I like when he's like, uh, <laughs> when Morty's like, I, I don't know. They have to go. He can't go to like some function, and that's what, kind of why he turned himself into the right, pickle. Right, right. <laughs> and he's like, "You're missing the point, <laughs> Morty. I'm a pickle." <laughs> right, and then the episode goes like from zero to hundred, like really, really. Oh quick. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not even, and you know, it's 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 funny because you're just like, in the beginning, it's really like. It's like really silly and you're like, okay, this is just going to, this is going to end soon. And then it goes in a direction that you're completely not even anticipating. Right, right, right. You know? Um, so yeah, I think that was a really, really like fun and hilarious like aspect of it. I know you mentioned you had a, a friend that needed to take a moment to, uh, I guess ingest. Well, it wasn't even a friend. This was like an article I was reading and when Pickle Rick like first came out and I hadn't watched it because I was still like catching up on other episodes. Uh... I was reading an article and it may have been like a a birth movies death article. And the guy was like, after the episode ended, like I had to step outside and like sit down on like my front porch and like just take in the world and like ingest the episode. And I was like, Jesus, I need to see this episode. I don't know if I quite had the same effect on me. Honestly, I feel like Tales from the Citadel like had that kind of more of that kind of effect on me than say a pickle. Yeah, I think Tales from the Citadel was really smart was that um, it's a giant pop culture reference episode, but but written in the context of the Rick and Morty verse, right, right. Rick and Morty verse, if you will. But it's, it takes from like, it draws inspiration from like several, like several movies. Right. right and like, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought was really, really like smart about it. And the writing in it is like really dark. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I feel like that one is the episode that speaks more about society as a whole than, yeah. cause I, like I said, I feel like, and these are probably like two peas in the same pod, but like, I feel more of the show is about like our inner thoughts and like us as like inner human beings and like how right. we are. But that episode is like very much about like where we are as a society, like as a whole. Right. And what's funny too about that episode is that, so like, you know, there's some movies or TV shows that they're not great at world building. Right. But for some reason they were able to take like an idea that maybe have not been necessary to the, the series. Right. But they really were able to create like a whole world, you know, outside of the main Rick and Morty. And mind you, they go, they jump into different worlds and different universes all the time. But the right, fact right. that they were able to like create a, a place where it's only Rick and Morty. And then on top of that, if you know the reference to the actual, like the, the, um, the, I guess like the prequel episode to that, um, Rick goes on like a killing spree, right? killing a bunch of, uh, Rick's from, from that, that planet. Right? right. And so now you have like a whole planet that's rebuilding, right. <laughs> After this disaster from like, I guess like the, 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 uh, the alpha Rick. Right. <laughs> and the fact that they created a whole set of like, like stories that could come out of that, right. I thought was really, really smart and interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I gotta give props to the writers for this and I, you know, it, I mean, I, 
listen, diversity in the writer's room is important. Right. You know, um, I think, I guess our initial conversation this morning was really about how a series like Rick and Morty, if the creators or if the people creating it or whoever the creative minds are behind it, you know, aren't responsible, it could easily turn into a, a show that suffers from its own like lack of foresight. One of the things we rolled into when we were speaking, um, off mic was just how a lot of these shows that were like seen as like progressive and groundbreaking sort of succumb to this, like where eventually, you know, years down the line, somebody can turn, take right. a turn back and look at these right. shows and be like, you know, well, that was quote problematic Jordan's favorite word oh yeah right and I feel like it's kind of hard to avoid that because just every generation's gonna like you know have a different idea of where we should right. be right but um the more you open up that writer's room to other people and other right, ideas right. the less chance you have of like right. falling falling into that pitfall right that so yeah I think I definitely think you and I are gonna have a, a deeper conversation an episode dedicated to that whole <laughs> I guess like you know the sequel to the problematic comedians episodes right, right, problematic right, right. TV shows right <laughs> which sounds amazing sounds amazing Vomit. my favorite my favorite type of shows problematic <laughs> ones <laughs> like homeboys in outer space <laughs> uh, which was an, act, an actual TV show right, right, on UPN right. um, I can't believe I, like, I forgot about that until you told you were like reminded me and I looked it up and I was like that's right <laughs> this was a show <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, like there's, I think I was, uh, I was listening to an audio book um, for um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And the writer in it uh, mentions that the thing is that no one's ever really right. He's just one generation's less right than the other one. Right. right. But like you're always going to be like a, a, as we grow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> somebody's always going to think you were wrong. Right. You see what I'm saying? So like right. we look at, and you know, I was basically saying this before, but like we look at the generation before us and we're like, Oh, you know, I don't know if right. that was okay. But at that time they were saying the same thing about the people before them and trying yeah. to move things forward. I, you know, I really remember loving robot chicken when I was in college Oh boy! Here you know, we go. <laughs> and you know, I I watched an episode. I forgot how long ago it was, but it's like this episode with uh, Ludacris is like a character, in right. It, right? And they they have him doing like stereotypical rapper things in it, right? And back then, I think it was just for a lot of people like seeing a hip hop artist get that type of play in that type of TV show was like it was like really you know it was actually kind of cool right you know um because i mean at the time let's be serious only aqua teen uh, hunger force was giving rappers play but, um, <laughs> i'm joking and, and they were giving, definitely giving metal play yeah. them. <laughs> um but I, I think when i watched it i was like man this shit's kind of racist now you know and like when you go not at the time but like yeah at the time i back, didn't think like right. man there's a lot of implications in this but now like watching it later you're like mm, i don't know how i feel about that right. you know so going back to Rick and Morty, I think my concern was that just the, I guess like the fun that I get out of the show now, I'd right. hate for it to like get, get stale and just kind of rever like kind of go back to the same uh, type of humor or the same jokes from like season one and two. Like, right. And, and you know, eventually you start seeing things that are quote unquote problematic. Right. Um, you see this in Family Guy a lot and the, and the spinoff so family guy like American Dad right. you know um, you see this in South Park now 
you know, listen, I'll, I'm the first one to say like, yo, um, uh, team America, I've never watched Book of Mormon, but I know everyone tells it's me it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Hey, those are all great pieces of work. Um, I don't know about basketball. I didn't watch basketball. basketball is like, it's a weird film, man, but I, I like basketball. <laughs> it's definitely weird. And you want to talk about problematic. <laughs> Check out basketball. Right. Um, and so I look, I look back and I'm like, you know, South Park's a series that's been going on for over a decade now and yeah. there's probably a lot of things in Maybe it that, way more than a decade <laughs> yeah right yeah. and it's it's go and it's people it's catching up it's catching up to itself now right you know um and same thing with the simpsons a little bit you know yeah the problem and i guess this is what the point we're getting at but south park has like very much rem- and i'm sure like other writers write on the show but like Matt Parker and Trey Stone or if I'm mixing up their names I, don't, I always forget who who has the last name is it Matt Stone or Matt Parker but uh <laughs> yeah I'm like blanking on it too now yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's how they get you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've been very much involved in like all the writing and creating of that show and I think that's one of the reasons why it's hit a point where it's just kind of not necessarily moving forward or necessarily getting better i haven't watched in a long time so i can't tell you right right if it's like bad now or not i'm sure right. it's probably not bad but uh yeah, i'm sure there's gonna be things you're gonna find funny but like right. you know when you see ads that say like token live tokens life matters and you're just like you know you know whether on your right or the left it's kind of like you know there, there's a conversation that's I, that should be had that I know you, you're not going to rely on that show to ever right, broach right, right, or, right. correctly or effectively, you know? Um, but if you want to take it there, it's like, that's what happens when you start using labels like that on your advertising, right. you know? Um, and so like, that's the thing about Rick and Morty is I know they're not going to like, I feel like they're never going to get to that, to, to that point. Um, the episode where they fight the president, <laughs> um, I thought it was done in a very, it was very done in a very much, much clever way. Cause I mean, they, right. they were able to like not go too far. Right. Um, and not, and not go like too soft. Yeah. I think with Dan Harmon and, uh, Royland, Justin Royland, I think they don't want the show to like fall into that territory. Right. You know, cause then it becomes a different show. Right. That's right. not what they want. Right. Uh, but I think there's like a fine line that they, you can tell from being like the creators, writers and having other writers come in and kind of working together to like keep the piece being like fresh and funny and new. Whereas like, I think South Park falls on one side where maybe the creators have too much, you know, control right, too right. much uh, input on like what's being written. Where say like a Simpsons now has been a bajillion different writers and no right, no right. original creators attached, and I feel like it's lost like the essence of what the show was in the beginning. Right, and I can still watch the Simpsons and like enjoy an episode here or there, but I mean the show was so much more about like that family and like their stories, right, and now right. it's become everything but that. Right. So um, hopefully, you know, Rick and Morty, it's got a, a, a 70 or 80 episode um, <laughs> call. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I don't know what the, you know, so we'll see what they do. Yeah. In the yeah. next 80 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot more Rick and Morty. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. It's a lot of fodder for Reddit. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, um, we got a great interview with right. uh, Karen Sepulveda. Um, yeah. Cool. Let's check it out. Yeah, let's uh, hear what Karen's got to say.
So we spoke with my friend Karen. I'm Karen. I'm from the Bronx. I'm, I'm a comedian and actor. Oh man, Jordan didn't tell me you were from the Bronx. Yeah. It was I'm, the, I'm rethinking this whole interview. It was in the email, Jordan. It was in the email. No, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't read emails, Jordan. <laughs> Did the Timberlands not like clue you in? <laughs> no. Oh. She's good. Karen's giving me serious side eye right now. Oh boy. But continue. All right. Um, yeah, I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a first generation American. Cool. Both of my parents are uh, born and raised in the Dominican Republic oh. uh, and had my sister and I here. And so here we are. Now we are sitting here. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um you, you're you're an actress, but you're also like uh, you got a bit of an internet personality. I've, I've, uh, Jordan linked me to a couple of your videos. And oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, were funny. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I do. I I'm, uh, for lack of a better phrase, content creator. Right. I don't know. I fucking hate that. Everybody term. hates that term. Yeah, it's every time it becomes a term, it becomes. The worst. worst. Right, right. Like I vomit yeah. in my mouth every time I hear woke. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Woke is or problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problematic. See, the thing with problematic, the one thing I give. Yeah, right. One thing I'll, I'll say, I'll give it the pass for is the fact that it really does encompass like a lot of things that I can't otherwise describe. Right. right yeah. Right, right. Like I can't outright say that's fucking racist. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You know, so you're like, shit, that's problematic. Right. Yeah. You know? Like when your parents are like, "What's a gender neutral bathroom?" and you're like. It's not racist. Not, it's not even really like over, overtly homophobic. It's just problematic <laughs> vomiting in my mouth. Right. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah. So uh, content creator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do. I make videos online on uh, my YouTube page, which I just picked up again after a long, I guess, hiatus of right. making videos. Um, it was something I did in college. Right like during my undergrad and I'm like looking at you Jordan because I feel like you've gone through the old graveyard of my YouTube videos <laughs> I'm and sure I've seen he has. the awful <laughs> videos that I used to make which I've kept up there but there are some that are there's so many actually that aren't up that you like pulled out. because yeah. you were like I can't let people see this anymore <laughs> like that it kind was of just thing. like is now there's so much content out there. Is this necessary? Right, like, right, right. do I need to have this video of me making waffles in my dorm room <laughs> on a how to dorm room video? Like, no, I don't need, we don't need that. But it's simple. You just get the ironing board out, you get the iron hot, and then you put the. The, the Are you no. Is that this, that's going to be this episode? <laughs> We've gotten there with the 8 a.m. Listen, what you have to do is you got to get cream cheese and jelly and mix it together what? and spread it over the waffle. And because there are the indents, you get nice scoops of jelly cream cheese <laughs> on your waffle. I feel like you need to put that video back up <laughs> so I, was, I can see it and take notes. I was making stoner food before I was a stoner. There you go. <laughs> and then it all just fell into place. Right. And I found my calling. There you go. So you you work on a, a comedy festival mm -hmm. called DAF. Yes, Diverse as Fuck Comedy Festival. Which is a great name. It's a great Jordan name. Jordan was telling me. You told me about it a while back. Can I be, uh, can I be totally honest? What? 
I totally like applied for it and then I hear back and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> no, but I was like, but, you know. Hey guys, it just got really awkward. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, like I was just like, you know, I wasn't expecting to hear back because right. we only had like, I think like three episodes. Like, <laughs> right, right. And, and people were probably wondering like, why do they hate Bright so much? Or why do they hate, you know, why do they love Copland so much? You oh, know, because we love law enforcement here at the 8 a.m. shift. <laughs> but yeah, the concept was dope. I right. went to the actual festival one night. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, you it was, going. Yeah. It was really good. Um, you left before my set, I think. Yeah, you did. Oh, no. No, it's okay. It's getting even <laughs> crazier in here. <laughs> my, my bad. It's actually funny because, like, I know, I obviously know you applied. Like, well, most of us on the team, like, know you, like, obviously. <laughs> I, I say obviously, but the audience doesn't know that, like, I... I do that time here on the podcast is like my like off air relationship, friendship with, you know, Jordan. So, right. yeah, but. So just to let so everyone we, know, there's wait, no such thing so as integrity wait, anymore. Because <laughs> we, I didn't have your section. We, we had to split it up between sections. So I don't know who saw your section, but it, it I, you know, I nominated you. I, I nominated well, you cool. to be in there because obviously like I want my friends to have a platform too. Like that's the point of the festival is right. to give a platform to diverse voices that you don't normally get to hear right. from because, you know, com everything is everything on this planet is so white. <laughs> like every single outlet you can try to fit into is white. Right. Um, literally all the outlets <laughs> in the room are white. Um, yeah, right. In this room we're currently sitting in. <laughs> and so I like to be able to try to, to try to give like space for my friends and you know, we all, we all on, on the DAV team do, but. Um, thank, thank you, Karen. And I just want to remind our listeners, there's no such thing as integrity. <laughs> yeah. There isn't. There's no such thing as integrity. That sucks for you. Well, deal with it. There you go. There um, are like words you, of wisdom from the eating. But I mean, we we were kind of like the angle for this podcast when it started was just like us more like it was talking about movies, but there was kind of a sociological aspect right, to it. Yeah. We talked about a little about the history of the stuff, right? Of, of uh, history of the media that we were consuming. We get deep here, right? Yeah, and then but it also <laughs> kind of became like a platform for POC right. content creators. That's. That noise you just heard is Karen vomiting. In her mouth. <laughs> you know, um, so I think I don't know. I guess this. I guess this. This episode is just kind of like I don't know. A, it's all coming together. You, will, you know, uh, unfortunately, we. Uh, I. I don't know if I'll ever be performing at, at diverse as fuck, especially after this admission. Um, I certainly don't want to have to testify in Congress, but you know what? I love Godfather too, and uh, I will totally have to testify to a woke Congress vomiting my mouth. You're going to Michael Corleone this thing. Michael Corleone these liberals. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell, how did, uh, how did DAF get started? Like, where did that come from? Uh, well, the three original members, uh, Millie Tamares, um, uh, yes, uh, Taylor... Uh, Gonzalez and Will Martinez got together, uh, booked a space. At the time, it was the New Yorican right. Cafe, um, and they would do like six hours of material, nice. or like have six hours worth of acts. Uh, yeah, and every two hours is a different place. block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it never ends with you know we all end up on the raft at the end you know we're all surviving there you go in this in none this. of us are jack yeah 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 <laughs> oddly enough titanic's playing at the draft house tonight <laughs> it's oh, just funny God. that that's brought up 
It's like That's some like, late screen. Exam. That movie is the epitome of like white woman privilege. Oh yeah. It's just like Oh yeah. You literally yeah, we're gonna survive like 20s, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Right? <laughs> it wasn't called white privilege back then, it was just called being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need it. Oh, are there any minor? There are minorities on, in the film. They're like on the bottom of the boat, obviously. Yeah, and they like all die. <laughs> right. The unfavorable right the Irish, the un, right? The unfavorable whites, <laughs> and right? Right. The, the Irish and the Italian, and uh, um. All right, let's talk about something more lighthearted, like the Bronx. <laughs> I love the Bronx. I actually yeah. I went to high school in the Bronx. Uh, yeah, you my, told me. My girlfriend lives in the Bronx. Your favorite mm-hmm. movie is based in the my, Bronx. My favorite movie. <laughs> you know, Joe and I did that ten day movie challenge thing, right. and I had a, I had a hard time not putting a Bronx tale up ten times in a row. Oh. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, uh, Bodega, Bodega Boys. Oh yeah, who are like now like crazy, right? Like they're on Showtime. Yeah, yeah, they just know. got onto Showtime, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a dream. Yo, HBO. What's I love. <laughs> you need a competitor. Right. Right? <laughs> they're they're a great duo. Yeah, because those they're very fun. very 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 Bronx. Oh very yeah, ignorant. <laughs> You don't get more Bronx than them, but they're they're entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't really, because like Jordan kind of put me onto the podcast. Like I wasn't really listening to, to the podcast, but then I watched a lot of Viceland stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was getting hooked. It was hysterical. Yeah. And then like my brother was like, yo, did you see these guys? <laughs> and he just kept sending me videos. Yeah. I love whenever they do, especially um, Mero, whenever he does like Dominican shit on that podcast. Right. Because... He just like he he makes fun of the fact that like Dominican men are trash <laughs> and they're like they have Is that how you feel though? Oh, it's not how I feel. It's a fact. Like <laughs> Oh boy. On the statue of Cristóbal Colón, it's written in stone, Dominican men are trash. As as a guy that went to uh, La Marina before I met my girlfriend. Oh god. <laughs> I'm going to politely not agree. We can agree to disagree. Well, and also because all my dudes are probably. No, I actually oh, had please. a lot of Dominican friends growing <laughs> yeah, up. All my Dykeman, all my Dykeman <laughs> dudes. Listen, like, they're all trash. There you go. And this is why I love uh, Mero so much is because he makes fun of it. Like he's like on the Dominican Independence Day, um, he they had a little segment on Viceland where he's just like, "Happy Dominican Independence Day, happy uh, beat deadbeat dads with three families." No. <laughs> Happy Platano Day. And it's like, it's funny because it's such a, it's not even, it's such a stereotype now that right. it's like, it's ridiculous. Jordan's like, I don't want to comment. It's really <laughs> like, you you cannot run into a Dominican man from the island and not, and he not have another, another person, another wife or another. And it's not even Dominican men. It's men in general, men in the Caribbean in general, it's very, it's actually, men in the Caribbean, it's actually like, they, there are several, several families and it's not looked down upon. And it's like kind of not even talked about, like right. women won't even talk about it. Like, eh, They'll happening. just like brush it off. Like men will be men kind right. of thing. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's, is there a Spanish word for guma? <laughs> for guma. Yeah. What know. is that? Guma is like a... Uh, side piece. In, like, okay. you know, all the mob movies. It's like the, the mobsters, like... Um, side side piece. chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like, his mistress is his yeah, guma. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. Probably. There's definitely got to be one. It's so common. It's like you're just waiting for someone to come out. 
with another family. <laughs> You're just like, you know oh, what I mean? <laughs> this like, sounds like a, a great idea for a pilot for a TV show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, let me take that down. It would be a great sketch. I'm going to write it down yeah. and use it. It's mine. But have <laughs> you, have you ever thought about like actually going so deep that you're like, man, this might actually not even be funny anymore? It's not funny. because I, The thing is, like, it wasn't funny because it was such a problem, but now it's funny because it's not even... It's so... It's like you're used to it. Right, right, right. It's like you're, it's like, oh, of course, that's what's like happening. People now don't even see it as a problem because they're just like, ah, this is what uh, happens yeah, like and we move on. Typical, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. All men <laughs> do better. Do better. And of course, Dominicans are going to be like, she ain't Dominican. Why is she talking shit about Dominicans? She, whatever, she's a hater. And then I'm just like, I feel like you're not, you're definitely not the first, like, I'm going to call you a self hating Dominican. Oh, I'm not a self-hating Dominican. Right. I'm actually, I'm very, very, very proud to be a Dominican and very proud of my culture. But I'm going to say when shit is fucked up. I mean, every like culture. It's, fu- yeah. it's fucked up. None of, none of them are perfect. No, so none of them are perfect. Yeah. So it's like I... I care enough to say these things. If I didn't care, I would just keep on pretending like I was in middle school and trying to be white, you know? Like, <laughs> is that how you were in middle school? Yeah. Talk about, we'll talk about like, that. Dre- <laughs> like dressing up as if I was uh, on Laguna Beach or something. <laughs> Where'd you go to junior high school? In the Bronx. I went to the school called uh, the the Multicultural Magnet School. It's called PS212. I feel this like we're moving into like Oprah territory. <laughs> like, Oprah? Jordan's, like, like Jordan's like trying to like, where'd you, where'd well, you go to preschool? Well, tell like us about your childhood. Jordan is weird... <laughs> Like he's he's consumed so much Bronx culture that he thinks he's from there, but you're yeah. not. You're not from the Bronx. Yeah, if, from and, the and Bronx. if I was, it'd be like. But you know what happens? That happens to everybody from. I know, they, I hope, know. they they wish they're from the Bronx of Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I and if I was, I'd probably be like Throgs Neck Bronx or or like. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Or Pella or Pella, Pella Barclay. Oh hell yeah. Oh boy. You know. Um, yeah, you'd be around all the old like Italian cops who are retired right now. Thras and Pelham. That's yeah, where they're they just playing all with Trump live. links right now. Bronkers. <laughs> 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 that joke never gets old to me. It, yeah, probably, no, you, it you, probably gets old to you. I feel like you've used it several times on this show, but keep keep on going, man. Right. Whatever makes you feel good. Speaking of uh, uh, men do better, one of the videos that Jordan linked me to was you sort of retconning an old video you did about like men. Here's what you need to do to like write yourself, and it was like pretty funny it's pretty hysterical. oh is that the uh understanding girls yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so what made you go uh for that like i go back and like look at that old video and be like all right i, I have to like i need to make a new video here well there are two things one is obviously my opinion has changed like it's been six years since i made that video right and i've gone through the first half of my twenties right. and have been chewed up and spat out, you know, right. So, right. you know, yes, that's, <laughs> I'm going to say that's exactly what happened. Um, and it was, never mind. I was going to say I was chewed up by the, the, the devil mouth of Thomas Jefferson himself <laughs> and spat out back into <laughs> this, awful place that we call the United States. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but uh yes. Um 
So, it was so yeah, like, I had to redo that <laughs> video because I felt like I had a different opinion on, on some things. Um, and also because just practicality, it was one of the videos when, that I've done in the past that had a, a decent amount of viewing. So right, right. I just wanted to do a follow up on that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like we, we tend to have. There's been a lot of guys on this show, and you know, we've, we've had some, a few women come on, but I feel I like... our best guest for women, though. Oh, yeah, I think for sure. But that's why one of the things I was like... Michael so like, Carroll, step your fucking game up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why when I was like watching that episode, I was like, I think we need a little... <laughs> we need to be whipped into shape, you know? Yeah. Right. That's how I feel like the bulk of my videos are. They're very much like... I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it kind right. of like truth, truth dropping or, you know, kind right. of thing like that. Relatable. So like, has, has there been any kind of like backlash, say like on like YouTube talkbacks or anything like that? Or is it just like, well, I did have a video that I posted like, which is even older than that first, uh, the key to understanding girls video. Right. And it was t- called Dominican stereotypes. <laughs> and I do want to do a remake to this video because I, I cringe when I watch it. It's like, it's like trying to explain like racism without having the vocabulary. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like I'm reading Francesca Ramsey's book, um, right now, the, uh, why are you nodding your head? He's like, yeah, she would. She definitely, she bought that the day it came out. Yes, I did with a gift card. So you were whatever. Cold out. <laughs> Take that, Jordan. It's funny because I downloaded the audiobook. I haven't listened to it yet. Right. She does the audiobook, right? I bet she does. I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah. Um, but she talks about like, like her first video that went viral, uh, which was um, shit white girls say to black girls. My. And how she went on Anderson Cooper live or whatever and said that the things that the white girl in her video, quote unquote white girl, because she's playing the white girl, the things that she's saying aren't intended to be racist. Right. But what she knew at the time and what we know right now is that, you know, microaggressions aren't, aren't exactly blatant racism. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, Oh wow, you have nice hair for a black girl or things like that, which is what I would get a lot growing up being, you know, visibly a black girl and people not knowing that I'm like Dominican and also mixed race. My, my dad's white, my mom's black. Mm -hmm. So like I was just talking to Jordan about this earlier, like I'm still mixed race, even though I'm Dominican, you know, you still go through the same kind of like, are you white? Are you black? Not so much in the Dominican Republic, but when you come to the U S yeah. And dealing with the, like, which identity do I want to latch myself onto? But at the end of the day, you're still treated the way you're seen by the world, you know? Um, and so in that video, Dominican stereotypes, I talk about how, like I first I dress up in a really like caricature like style Dominican woman, <laughs> which is not any different than how I would normally be on a Saturday during that time, like with rollers in my hair right, right. and like, you know, like in a tank top and shorts. But like I stuff and, my shorts and, and, right? and, and yes, chancletas, chancletas, which are sandals. <laughs> 
but I stuff I stuff like my shorts with a pillow to make my butt look even bigger <laughs> because you know I was already blessed with a Dominican ass, but I have to enhance it for the video <laughs> right, purposes, right, right, right. right? Of course. So people get it. So people get it. And of course it was funny. Like there are a lot of comments on that part where I removed the pillow and people are like, ha ha ha. Like, right, right. But there are tons of comments from the Dominican side and from like straight up racist white people on like not agreeing with me at all. Like I bring up points on like, oh, just because I have nice hair doesn't mean that I like can't, that I'm like, there's like a weird, how do I put this? I guess for me as well, because I don't have an accent and I grew up in America, Like a lot of people don't think I'm Dominican when they first meet me. They automatically, my default is you're black. Um, So a lot of that video was like my personal experience. Like people think that uh, all just because I have nice hair or whatever doesn't mean I can be Dominican. Like really stupid, ignorant, dumb shit that I was saying. And now if I go back, I would want to do something smarter and better change it up a little bit yeah yeah i mean i feel like any of us can like sort of relate to, like uh, there were plenty of times like when i was younger where like whether i was on i, I don't know not like i was doing podcasts or something but like if i was in a video or something and i was like man i wish i could have like articulated that better right you know and now, you know or like maybe something i wrote and i'm just like jesus i can't believe like i submitted that to a teacher right yeah well, what I think is so interesting about that Dominican video is that the the words to use to describe microaggressions right. or to describe like all of the stuff that we know now, all of the vocabulary that we can use now wasn't even written yet. It wasn't even like established right. when I made this video. Yeah, of you course. You know, not. like bell hooks. This was back in 2012. Like, 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. So the word problematic wasn't really a thing yet, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was just like when you were fixing your car, you were like, this engine's being problematic. Probably- <laughs> <laughs> Whole new meaning. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I can just, I don't even know what, I'm just imagining like some neighbor going up to his neighbor. He's like, yo, your dogs are problematic. <laughs> yeah, right. They're shitting all over my yard. <laughs> the situation's becoming problematic. <laughs> Clean up your dog shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, whole yeah. new meeting now. Yeah. People hear it and their heads like lift like they, you know, the muskrats dun, dun, or whatever. Dun, dun, like, dun. what's happening? I got to come to the rescue. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's like, slow down there, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, let's go. back to the point. Uh, no, but this is yeah. about you, Karen. This is yeah, about you and your experience. About, oh, it's all about thanks. you. But it, it sounds like it sounds like an awesome idea. I think you should you should go back and recreate it. We're we're yeah. we're petitioning now. Recreate yeah. the video. <laughs> oh, I actually am working on trying to write a sketch about um, Bellatrix from Harry Potter. <laughs> As if she were Dominican, but I think it's She does have the most Dominican name. <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange. Bellatrix. 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 Pero que tu tienes puesto, niña? Like, I don't know. Something crazy. But... That sounds hysterical. Actually. But if she were Dominican, then that would mean... And she's a part of the... 
pure race, right, right. that would mean Dominican in this world would be the pure race. I don't think I'm ready to. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make this funny. How do I make it? funny? If I'm being honest, most people don't know don't know that much about Harry Potter to know that they're like the pure race. <laughs> they're not, uh, not like you're the, right. Like, Maybe all of this is too niche. What do they call them? Like mudbloods or something like that. Right? Isn't that so such I got a revelation? A, I don't really follow Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god uh, you would be in Hufflepuff that would be your house because you're just so you're not even aloof in the cool way you're aloof like oblivious <laughs> like you miss the ship yeah, a little aloof. bit this is true this is actually you're yeah. kind of hitting the nail right on the head as yeah. you were saying that I was like you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. just are doing it. I know, right? I watch a Bronx Tale. I don't watch Harry Potter. There you go. That's why this works. <laughs> uh, I actually, no, I enjoyed the films like on my own, but like Do you Allie, know what my house fiance, you would be in it? Me? Yeah. To be honest, I want to be involved. You, no, I, mean, I was going to say, you Slytherin, seem like Slytherin. you're going to be in Slytherin because you're kind of like, you have a little mischievous, like... <laughs> thing about you but you're also like you could be in Ravenclaw I don't know how smart or analytical you are but I'm very. a very <laughs> I'm a very analytical like, right, right. tech type A kind of person so, so I'm definitely Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw we uh so um my Ali my fiance and I we went to see the Harry Potter play and I saw the uh they have like a Slytherin shirt and immediately I was like, I need that. So like I have this like <laughs> Slytherin like sweatshirt or something like that. So I think definitely Slytherin, but this, this is like, this is the nerding out portion of oh, the- Oh, this uh, is great. This is great. Which, which always happens anyway. It always digresses into like just nerding yeah. out. So it sounds like I you, love can, it. You, you can hang. So. <laughs> Look, I'm a, I can go in deep into the Harry Potter world. There you go. I, I I know I'm sure you know more than me, but I I think I can hold my own too. I know a decent amount. I I saw in the video too. Don't you didn't you mention like a Rick and Morty episode in the uh, one of it? Oh yeah, I said something along the lines of men. If you don't get it together, we're just gonna have to. You know, that Rick and Morty episode where we create our own worlds and put you on a barbaric planet is just going to be <laughs> which, what it is. Which is a hysterical episode. You sorry. Ever, sorry, you I ever really watched episode. Uh, um, Rick and Morty yet, I watched right? the first few seasons, but it was a while ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. So, so you probably <laughs> actually... <laughs> I was like... Wubba dub dub. didn't watch the Bronx really? Tale again. <laughs> you were yeah. watching the Bronx Tale. <laughs> again. You probably watched them before me because I actually didn't watch them as they aired. It was like... Yeah. As the like maybe like just before the third season was gonna begin. See, I, I didn't watch the third. I didn't watch the third. Season, I kept hearing though. about it like all the time, yeah, and I was like, same. I need to watch this show. And then I just binged it and like fell in love with yeah, it. Same. I do love that show a lot. I think it touches on a lot of really funny things it also in a gets sarcastic very deep. way. Yeah, very oh, yeah, deep and dark, which yeah. I love. You know which episode yeah, you're yeah. talking about? Which episode? When the kid goes to the bathroom. No, that's a different one. And, and that scene scars me. I That is the most traumatic. I tweeted about that. I was like, I will never be as traumatized as I was when I saw uh, King Jelly Bean try to rape Morty in the bathroom. Crazy. Like, that's the scariest. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the episode, for the most part, is, like, pretty funny. And then just takes this really, really dark, dark turn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and everything from, like, him, like, fighting him off to, like, 
you know, is running around. He whooped and that then, ass, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he gets, <laughs> that ass. Yo, and then when he gets back to the table and his... Don't and, fuck with Morty. Yeah, he's just like, what happened to you? And he's just like, uh, he, he has no explanation. Yeah, he's like... Uh, he can't say anything because it's like his day... You know, Rick was already shitting about him his day and like how it was going to be trash. And right, he just, right. like, really wanted to, it to be a great day right. and have a great adventure. Yeah, like they saved these people. And, stuff. and it's so sad. It's like so sad. I remember when I was watching it the first time, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, right yeah. And then I was like, I, I totally understand like what they're trying to say. But right. man, this is dark. It, the episode where, um, which this is when I knew like, I, I like I, I love all the episodes, but like obviously you like different ones a little bit more. And the episode where <laughs> they, if you haven't seen the show, Unity? sorry guys, but uh, I don't. I'm bad with the titles oh. of them. But you know the episode where they they become like bug people and basically mm-hmm. like he, Rick can't fix it, and he's like, all right, we have to like get out, go to another yeah. universe. And that was when I was like, yo, this show's operating on another level. Yeah. Cause like people develop these weird attachments, right? They're like, no, I need them to be in their world on their, in their universe, right. in their realm. And actually like the, the half hour comedy set up is at the beginning you start off normal, you go through something crazy and you have to end normal. Like right. that's how every cartoon, right. every right. half back hour sitcom ends. And this back was to like, normal. no, because it was yeah. like now they're in a different dimension. Yeah. They're not even like their original selves from the beginning. Yeah. And they like bury their own bodies. <laughs> you remember like uh, Morty's like looking out the window? <laughs> the that was a, that and I was, was such like, a sad, oh my like, God. I was like, part where he has to bury himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's buried his own body and then he's like looking out like Rick's calm and Morty's just like looking out the window and I was like this is crazy but I love it man that's a the real the one I was thinking of was uh the one that hit me was unity the episode where they um go to a planet and one life form has taken over the whole planet so it has like that one common mind oh yes yes yes, unity great his ex (laughs) (laughs) great his uh the dad's ex right the yeah yeah. Rick's ex (laughs) And oh, that's right, Rick's ex. Rick's I was ex. thinking about I was thinking about a different episode, but yeah, so I know which one you're talking right. about. Right, <laughs> and so he has like he has fun hanging out with because Unity is like just an entity that right. takes yeah. over a population. Right, so they all have it the same mind. Right, anything. yeah. So like they're all everyone on this planet is Unity, and they've all because they are unity, they have a past relationship with Rick. So then they're all sleeping with Rick and Rick is having like an orgy on this planet. And he's like (laughs) really having fun. And it was, it's so sad when at the end, because like the whole idea is like, they're not meant to be together. Right. Because they're like so bad for each other. So, so unity just like disappears at the end and like leaves him stranded on this planet by himself. She evacuates a whole entire population (laughs) in a matter of seconds. He literally was like, I'm going to the bathroom, came back. Everybody was gone. (laughs) And that was the saddest to see him come back to earth and want to, and try to commit suicide, but he was so drunk that he couldn't keep his head up long enough. (laughs) <laughs> the, the gunshot, so yeah, which makes me think, uh, what's his face? The creator, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, uh it's co creator it Dan Harmon. Dan yeah. Harmon, he's gotta have some, he's demons, got some demons, man. yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. just like anything you've seen that he's created tends yeah. to like 
turn that way maybe oh, yeah. with the exception of like community and even like community kind of at points has like these yeah. moments yeah well, the whole like yeah. every season when they had a what was it a nerf war or the, uh, yeah it was or like the paintball gun fight and then and they brought it back they did the episode again and it was like i can't believe they're doing like a sequel to this episode yeah. this is great. right <laughs> yeah. oh man but my favorite was always the um did you watch it these jordan did you i watch didn't watch community season? like religiously so there's an episode if you haven't seen it you will love where it's basically like goodfellas and it's like um uh, I love Goodfellas. One one of them gets access in the kitchen to like the chicken tenders, and like everybody loves the oh, chicken tenders. Yeah. So like he wields the power, but they literally do those like Goodfellas montages right. with the uh, <laughs> with the voiceover. It's like so I was walking in the kitchen, and everybody was there, and they have like the tracking shot, and I was like, this is amazing. I love this episode. Uh, it's such yeah, a such a good like show. Yeah. yeah. And now Rick and, back to Rick and Morty, but they got like a seventy episode order. It's like right, right. what? Yeah, we're gonna be in like Rick and Rick and Morty forever now. Well, that's great. I hope that you know some of the Reddit people will chill out. They need to calm down. They need to calm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And I'll easy. say that, and then I'll get attacked. By Reddit <laughs> yeah, right. they'll see my Dominican stereotypes videos and be like, "This N I G R E R E R," because no one knows how to spell the N word. But <laughs> they, like, how dare you talk like, about a Rick and Morty? <laughs> they just like are so mad about the additional female writers that, yeah. and they have like whole Reddit like blogs about like it's, it's ridiculous. how female writers have ruined Rick and Morty. And I right. think it's a li- you need to chill out. First off, hasn't, the head writer is any. still the head writer. Yeah, and it's that like doesn't do anything. The third season, the third season was like the best season. It just got better and better mm-hmm. and better. So it's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I was reading some of that Reddit stuff too, and I was like, these guys are just like, yeah. A woman gets involved, and all of a sudden, we can't handle it anymore. I'm like, calm down, guys. Yeah. All right, what are you? What are you watching? What are you? What do you? What have you been consuming lately? Well, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, I think the platform survives because the creators are also the consumers right 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 so like all of the people with a million subscribers have you know are you know like they're following like a million people themselves right exactly um uh but something something that i'm always watching is the office i do love so you're just like taking the season you know so (laughs) i just do watch it over and over i've i've seen every season up until the last season i actually never saw the last season that's Give how I am with shot. The Wire. No, no, oh. it's it's not because I didn't like it. It was actually like, so I met my now fiance, like the, the year like that, I think that season was going to air. And just because of like relationship stuff, it was like the first year we were dating and we just like, I like stopped watching a lot of stuff I was watching because like I was, no, I, was, I was no longer a bum and yeah. like actually had like, it was like <laughs> places to you go. Had, you made the biggest come up of your life. <laughs> the biggest right. come up of my life. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm not <laughs> mad about missing it. But uh, at some point I'll like get on Netflix and just like mm-hmm. make it happen at some point. But um, were you a Parks and Rec person too? Yeah, I I did like Parks and Rec. Um, I wasn't I don't know as in love with it as I wanted to be. Right. I think maybe just because of the timing. Because when I rewatch The Office, there's a lot of problematic 
oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In those TV shows, like there's tons of like, they, they hit on it trying to be very like, you know, progressive and like touch on it, but they do it in a satirical way where it's, that's difficult because it can be misinterpreted as like something that they actually mean, but they're being satirical about it. Like in one of the, in the second season, they have this thing called diversity day. I remember. Right. Where like Michael... Michael Scott will have everyone put a post-it on their forehead that has an ethnicity on it and they have to like basically play like a like guess who or something right, but they, like he, that. You have to do like a stereotype. He's right. like, you gotta do big. You gotta, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you gotta yeah. treat the person like the thing written on their postcard, <laughs> which <laughs> is extremely like racist and like right. messed up. Right. So he does it to Kelly who doesn't have a postcard on her forehead, right. but she's, one of the writers on the show as well, one of the former writers on the show, um, Mindy Colling, who is Indian. And so he was doing all of this like really, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like sexist episodes as well. Like I think done in a funny way, but could be problematic for this time. And I think because Parks and Rec was, had the same head writer, um, and like producer. Right. In their first, I don't, was it the same head writer? I'm not sure. But in their first couple of seasons, they adapted that. Right. And in a time where we were already changing. Right, right. As right. a, you know, like as PC nation, culture was starting people. to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I think we do, t- we do, we do touch upon this a lot on this podcast. And yeah. How, I think what, for me, it's like, we just last episode, I was talking about the, about the Simpsons and how I read this article from this writer who basically said they had a hard time watching the Simpsons because it, she, and it was their first time. It was their first time watching it, it because it had all these like, you know, <clears throat> problematic uh-huh. things in it. Right. Uh-huh. And, but what's interesting is like looking at something that came out fairly recently, like the office right, and kind of like pointing out all those things too. I, I, last episode I talked about how I watched, um, Okay, not the last episode. Technically, be the episode before the last episode. In a episode, you know, in a episode. <laughs> yeah, I I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World recently, mm-hmm. and even I that seen I seen that in a while. Right, and I had a hard time really. I mean, I never a hard time watching it, but you you Cause find because of like Macaulay Culkin's brother, right? He's really weird. He's well. <laughs> I did bring that up to Joe. That you day. did. Yeah. I, you you. This is that probably the third episode that you've been talking about Scott Pilgrim. So it's like, you've definitely had an issue. Damn with you, that. Michael Sir. Um, but yeah, it's funny when you watch something that was actually fairly recent, and you kind of right. like mm-hmm. like you know like you pick up on these things because. I often feel that a lot of stuff we're seeing now, like the reason why Atlanta is so successful is because it's almost like a reaction to that. You right. know, like they never got the opportunity to do a black version of The Office. So right. now you have something right. like Atlanta, which kind of really zero, zeroes in on an authentic ex- experience. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why I love it so much. That one where that put me on episode where he, everyone in his life is like asking him to put him on. Right. Like yeah, yeah. his drug dealer steals from him, asks him to put him on. <laughs> right, like, right, right. It's so weird. That's like the opening of the episode, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> I was just like, and then I watch people like who are maybe a couple of degrees away from myself or like friends of mine who are comedians and are like making strides, you know, definitely not famous yet, right, but like right. getting work, getting meetings, booking stuff. Right. And they're being asked to put on. And I'm like, I can't, who has the gall to like, 
do that and i don't know if it's a new york thing where i'm like nah you know what i mean like i'm gonna make it on my own <laughs> it's gonna be all mine and, and I, that's the voice I, of a person i see the next youtube it. video i see i see <laughs> the next the, YouTube i made video. it <laughs> i see the next youtube video uh no no i get that too i kind of <clears throat> i uh i've had the same feeling where yeah, i'm like i'm not taking anybody's help this is gonna be on me i'm making it on my own but it's like to ask someone who's still like coming up to like help you and they're like, Jesus, dude, like I'm not even there. Yet. Right. <laughs> you know? It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan, you know, the next time you want to be on a <laughs> comedy festival, remember, none of us are getting paid to do this. There you go, Jordan. <laughs> no, note to self, don't leave messages that reads, yo, put me on fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so have you been, cause you, you mentioned that you do like, uh, you, you want to write some sketch stuff, but I, I'm a, you've done some stand up and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer like the video stuff, video medium? Do you prefer the sketch medium or like the stand up medium or is it all just kind of like the same bag for you? They're all very different. I mean, like, like doing video stuff, the video stuff that I do is so easy and natural for me because right. it's like I can go on riffs and tangents and I'm naturally an introvert. Right. Like I don't usually go out of my shell or out of my box all, really? all of that much. Yeah, no. I feel like you see that a lot with, with a lot of... Uh, creatives. Co- creatives, but also specifically, like a lot of comedians. Oh, yeah. A lot of comedians tend to be introverts from like, at least from like, yeah. you know, what I've noticed. Because they're all super like, am I worth it? Is it worth it? Right, What's right. this all mean? <laughs> yeah. They like me? I mean, I guess. <laughs> they never actually believe They shouldn't me. like me, though. Yeah. I'm not worthy. <laughs> That's that's basically what's going on in every comedian. <laughs> Just constantly going on. But I do like with the video medium, I can manipulate it. So like if there's a joke that I don't like or a joke that I'm like, I think there was a joke I said in the video that I edited earlier today that I was like, eh, no, nah, we don't need this. Right. Right. I get to dice and splice. Yeah, you and can like, choose which pieces you want. I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you do things like when you do stand up, it's much more organic and... There are obviously things that you practice or have rehearsed in other open mics that you share um, and that you know is going to hit. But there is the fun moments where you like are just riffing with yourself and something organic pops up and you comment on it. That's my favorite thing. Cause I think that's just like having it come out like as it's, as it's happening basically. Yeah. When you like reacting to, hecklers or like whatever's going on in the actual room is always my favorite place to be because it means you're present right um and then sketches like i don't differentiate sketches from video stuff but if you mean like sketches like live performance i'll group that with improv which is also great because right right i mean like with improv you you're not rehearsed so you don't know what's going to come out of your mouth so that's like that kind of adrenaline is always exhilarating and then sketch it's just nice to know when your shit hits you know a live audience because right. I do my videos and I don't know what jokes are going to be funny. Right. And I've seen it so much. You can't so see much. people react. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm editing and I've gone through it like five or like seven to eight times, I'm like, uh... Is this even funny? <laughs> yeah, or you start second guessing it. Like, why? yeah, like, like I can't smoke weed if I'm about to edit a video <laughs> because <laughs> I will trash everything. I will be like, 
everything is awful. <laughs> Get rid of it all. Get rid of it and start all over again. <laughs> and um, yeah. But after I order these insomnia cookies. <laughs> they don't deliver insomnia to the Bronx. Oh, that's not, you want to know what they don't, they don't do it in Brooklyn either. <laughs> I only understood that miracle when my fiance lived in Manhattan and I was like, what? Oh, that's nice. I can order cookies at 3 a.m. <laughs> this is amazing. Sitting there with a like a s'mores cookie watching that little some bullshit. Watching the Bronx too. <laughs> watching the Bronx too. <laughs> So is there anything uh, you want to just let the listeners know about? Any shows, anything coming up, stand-up, anything like that? Yeah. Um, actually, the Diverse as Fuck uh, group is hosting a show that uh, at the Caveat NYC. It's called Don't Sleep. It's on uh, Thursday, August 9th. So nice. you should definitely come out because we, again, love to highlight, you know, voices on there. Um give them a platform all but Jordan's voice all but Jordan (laughs) of course and the the space is so nice too it's huge it's beautiful uh in the Lower East Side um so that's something that we're doing kind of like every month or so until our third annual uh festival comes out next I don't know January through March sometime between then (laughs) um Follow me on Instagram at the Karen Sepp, T-H-E-K-A-R-E-N-S-E-P to find out those shows because I do post them and watch uh, my YouTube stuff because I'm posting every single week on Tuesdays. So nice. you'll nice. definitely con- see me there. <laughs> More consistent than the 8 a.m. show. <laughs> yeah. It's all about consistency. It is. It, it is. is. It it's is, it's it mostly is. my fault when work gets crazy and I can't get an edit done. But. Oh, man. No, Joe, you work hard. Trust me. You work hard. You committed. You earned everything. There you go. Uh, but either way, like uh, we'll also like post up uh, your info and stuff on awesome. yeah. Instagram. So cool. Thanks for being on, Karen. It was awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you got to come on again. Yes. Nice. I will come all over this podcast. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's what you get. Reddit, people. I'm the next Rick and Morty writer. Get at me. (laughs) And on that note, shift Shift is out. It's 8 a.m.